You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Monday, March 5th, 2012. Canine Nation is a regular feature column that runs on the Life is a Human online magazine. Life is a Human features articles about what it means to be human, the good, the bad, and the enlightening. This column explores what it means to be human in our relationship with dogs. You can find it at lifeisahuman.com. To get directly to Canine Nation, go to caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. A complete archive of all the Canine Nation articles can be found there. Hi, I'm Eric Brad. Canine Nation is about learning, understanding, and living successfully with our dogs. Modern animal training techniques based on behavioral science can produce amazing results in working with our dogs. Whether your dog is a loved family member or a working dog, a canine athlete, or a trusted companion, Positive training techniques based on science can help you enjoy a more productive and fun relationship with your dog. Join us as we explore the many facets of living with our dogs and taking a fresh look at how we work with them. Whether it's taking a closer look at everyday issues we share with our dogs or busting long-standing myths about training and dog behavior, I hope you find something useful in each of the Canine Nation articles. We're glad you're with us. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals go to petcodeals.com that's petcodeals.com petco where the pets go dyson the new dyson animal backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust dirt and pet hair from the home or car to order your dyson animal vac go to dysondeals.com dysondeals.com to order your dyson animal vac today dyson music to your ears Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. The Crossover Files. Considering Positive Dog Training. When it comes to choosing how to train their dogs, most people do what they have always done, especially if it worked out for them in the past. Others will seek out the advice of friends they believe are dog smart or the local training clubs to give them some guidance. And still others will turn to magazines, pet stores, or the internet to get whatever advice they can about how to get their dog to do this or that or, more likely, to get them to stop doing one behavior or another. It's a rare thing, in my experience, to see a dog owner consider shifting their entire approach to dog training. For me, it was a colossal failure of everything we had been using to train with one particular dog that forced us to change. It was find something new 
or rehome the dog. But I think for most dog owners, all of this business about positive reinforcement, clickers, and training based on behavioral science can seem unnecessarily complicated. When it gets talked about or recommended, it can all seem more than a little foggy. After all, my dog and I get along just fine, right? Our dogs are only one aspect of our lives. We have to balance them with our jobs, our personal lives, our families, and our relationships. So it stands to reason that we all spend an amount of time we think is appropriate on working with our dogs to get them to fit into our lives as best we can. Not everyone is trying to raise a canine Einstein or that perfect obedience dog. We have our goals and desires, and we have what actually happens. Our realities are very often a dog that is good enough based on the time and effort that we could spend to help them work within our lives. And this is where many of the things I've learned about dogs and training really made a difference in my life. There is a saying that goes something like, work smarter, not harder. The tools that we discovered in modern science-based dog training allowed us to do just that, work smarter. We spend about the same amount of time and effort training our dogs now, but they have gone from good enough to great dogs, all because we have a more effective approach. Are you happy with the dog you've trained? I'm sure you are. You've done the best job you know how, and even though she may not be the most clever trick dog in the world, you get along great. So if someone told you that there was a different way to train that could make things even better, you would probably say, no thanks, we're pretty happy with what we have. Fifteen years ago, I would have said that too. Obedience, commands, corrections, it would seem that our dog sense comes from a culture of discipline. When I was younger, I remember being taught that dogs needed to be shown that we were to be their masters so that bad things wouldn't happen. It turns out that the dogs already know who's in charge, seeing as how it's the humans that give them their food, water, and shelter. What's more, our dogs have been selectively bred for centuries to be willing and eager companions to humans. And it turns out that a little clear communication and some early education keeps the bad things from happening with my dogs just as well as all that discipline did. But that culture of discipline persists around dogs even today. We see it in the municipal laws passed to keep people safe from dangerous dogs. Just a side note, there is very little legislation out there to protect the public from dangerous dog owners. We see it in legislation banning the ownership of dangerous dog breeds. We see it in training classes and instructors who still advocate force-based training and showing our dogs who is alpha. Frankly, there is a lot of social pressure telling us that we need to get tough with our dogs. Should it be any surprise that people resist the relatively hands-off techniques of modern reinforcement-based training? Isn't that just coddling the dog? Aren't we just bribing them to do what we want? Don't they get away with doing what they want because we are not cracking down on them? It's not easy to counter these kinds of arguments. There are no quick and easy sound bites that can sum up the advantages of positive training in just a few words. So it's easy to see why people look cautiously at positive trainers and behavioral science. If they are not showing the dog who's boss, what exactly are they doing? A lot of dog owners come from a long history with dogs. My wife cannot remember a time when she didn't have dogs in her life. For many of us, they are just a part of our lives that we would not want to be without. With all of that experience, it's not surprising that many people feel they know what they need to know about dogs 
just from having lived with them for so long. But is the wisdom of experience really the experience of wisdom? Until I was confronted with my own lack of understanding about dogs, I thought I was pretty dog-wise, too. Just because you have raised 12 dogs and they have all walked on a loose leash and never bit anyone and loved everyone they ever came in contact with, doesn't mean you're a great dog trainer. What it means is that you did enough with your dogs to get the kind of life you wanted with them. Maybe it took a great deal of effort and practice, maybe not. Just because you found a way to get what you wanted from your dogs doesn't mean you found the best way to get it. There's a certain comfort in knowing what you like and liking what you know. Not having to re-examine whether there is a better way to go about training your dog saves a great deal of time and effort. For me, there wasn't a choice. For most people, there just isn't enough reason to challenge what they've been doing and thinking about dogs for years. I suppose Sir Isaac Newton might call this a kind of intellectual inertia if he were inclined to comment. Change, for most of us, does not come easy, and it's most often avoided. Crossing over to positive training from a more traditional view of dogs is not easy. I applaud those who have made the change. I have a great respect for those who, unlike me, didn't require a crisis to get them to reconsider how they lived and worked with their dogs. The status quo can be a difficult thing to get past, and it's no small task to strike out on a new path in any of life's endeavors. Whether it's the condescending smile of a know-it-all neighbor who watches too much of that TV dog trainer, or the politely tolerant smile of your local dog obedience instructor, there are lots of subtle social pressures on you to train your dog the way you've always done it, or at least the way it's expected to be done. Our culture of discipline says that if you're not showing your dog who's boss, then you're just not being a responsible citizen. And what you've been doing with your dogs has been just fine, hasn't it? Maybe it's not perfect, but it's good enough for you. If that's how you truly feel, then there really is no reason to change. But what if there were a better way? A way to work smarter and get the good enough results you have with half the effort. Would you make the effort? Would you make the effort even if those around you who preferred a more traditional path disapproved or told you that it was unnecessary to check out positive training? I guess what I'm saying is that it's easy to accept a lot of the conventional wisdom about dog training. It's much easier to go with what we know rather than learn something new. Change is difficult. Change can be scary. But what if good enough could be better? What if that culture of discipline isn't the only way to get great dogs? What if, like me, you discovered after decades of life with dogs that there can be a better, smarter, more satisfying way to work, live, and train with dogs? Would you find a way to cross over to positive training? I hope so. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Canine Nation. You can find the text version of it at caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. You can join our discussion about dogs and dog training on Facebook. Just search for Canine Nation to get to our group. You can ask for membership and we'll add you to our growing family. If you can spread the word about the podcast or link to our caninenation.lifeisahuman.com page, we would certainly appreciate it. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available.